brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. WebmasterRadio.fm has compressed thousands of podcasts and all of our radio shows into the ultimate Internet marketer's knowledge base. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, absolutely free and now available for iPhone and Android users. Listen to our live broadcast at the push of a button or access our complete archive of shows past and present like SEO 101, Affiliate Buds, The Shoe Money Show, The Daily Searchcast, and so much more. Download it from the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store today. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach, a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. From funding to finances, set up to staffing, CEO Coach will break down the art of business development from the ground up by the experts of online business growth, management, and development. Now, here to get you started is CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Julian Music and Ann Kennedy. Today we're talking with Mike Reynolds, who is the CEO and president at SpinWeb. Welcome, Mike. Thanks, Julian. Pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Hey, Ann. Hi, Julian. Good to be here. So we're talking to you today from Tampa, Florida, where the digital masterminds are about to meet um, for a conference. We uh, listened to Mike today speak about the process of building his company, which is essentially an inbound marketing consultancy. So, Mike, tell us a little bit about SpinWeb. What do you guys do? Sure. We're online at spinweb.net. We're a digital agency, uh, and that means we do three main things, website design development, inbound marketing, and app development. Uh, most of what we do, however, is combination of website and inbound marketing. So to put it bluntly, we build a beautiful website, help our clients generate leads and get more business through uh, inbound marketing tactics. Some of it includes blogging, SEO, uh, social media, other things like that. Okay. How many years have you been in business? This is our 18th year. So in internet years, that's a really long time. Yes, it is. <laughs> My goodness. Under the same name the whole time? Yes, same name the entire time. Very impressive. Um, and how many folks are working now at SpinWeb? We have 11 people now. 11. Okay. So with a relatively small team and coming out of Indianapolis or Carmel, actually, yes, Indianapolis. right? Right. right, Indianapolis, um, have you done things like gone out for fun, always bootstrapped? How have you grown the company? Actually, we've never sought funding. It was all bootstrapped. So I started the company in college in a dorm room at uh, Ball State University. Uh, I believe it was my junior year. And uh, really just grew it from there. We Our first client was a Ball State professor. We actually put his class online, and uh, that was a lot of fun for us. And we just grew from there, kept reinvesting, and we've always been self-funded. So, Mike, 
Um, what in specific are your services? You told us a little bit about the general categories, but when a company comes to you, what do you do for them? Sure. Well, the problems we typically solve are some of the, if it's website specific, maybe it's a nonprofit or a company that has content issues. Uh, their website may just be hard to use. They need better content management. If it's a company more focused on sales and revenue growth, more of a for-profit sector company, uh, we really generate more website traffic for them, get them more leads, and help our sales team really be set up for success because they're typically following an old model of their sales team is out there prospecting on their own with no support. And what we do is we introduce an inbound marketing system to couple with their sales team so that they're not all on their own. They basically have a database they can draw on and get a lot more success from their efforts. And what is your target market? Uh, we really like professional services quite a bit, like law firms, engineering firms, uh, any kind of knowledge-based company, consulting firm, those are really good for us. Uh, we also like manufacturing and industrial. We're really good at those markets. Uh, we love nonprofits. Uh, we love working with nonprofits and associations. We like healthcare, and we like financial services quite a bit. We're very good at those markets. It sounds to me like you've chosen some target markets in which you can make a big difference. How did you come to those target markets? Did it take a number of years before you sorted out, aha, these are the niches in which we serve the best, or did it just kind of fall into to place instantly? A little bit of both. Sometimes they just fell into place. We just found ourselves doing more and more of a particular type of industry, and we just said, well, we're getting good at this, so here we are. <laughs> Other times it was very deliberate, and we said, hey, this type of company um, has the right makeup, the right product line, the right service line that we can really win when we help them out. So a little bit of both, I would say. And what kind of industry would you absolutely not work for, uh, given a choice? Ah, great question. Um, well, I would say we're not great at, for example, local restaurants. Um, we don't do as much local marketing because inbound marketing tends to be pretty expensive and pretty time-consuming from a resource standpoint. So it really is a better fit for nationally focused companies. So we don't do a lot of uh, local marketing campaigns. Uh, so you know, your local, like I said, a restaurant, maybe your local chiropractor's office, uh, companies like that. Sounds good. Did you learn this by experience? Did you have any big uh, mistakes of clients that you took on where you said this one's not going to work for oh, us. Oh, we've made can plenty of share, mistakes. Can you share? <laughs> yeah, share the mistakes. Yeah, sure. 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 That's mistakes. a big learning. Well, it's so tempting to take on a client that you just really honestly like and want to work with, even if it doesn't make sense for your business. So we've taken on uh, some smaller companies, some local clients, and we, we thought we could help. But when it comes down to it, some of what we do just wasn't a great fit for them. And we just like, you know, we like the owner, we like the president, we like their team. And we found that it's not always enough just to like them. They have to be, they have to be well integrated into your business process. So, yeah, we've had some, some failures along the way in inbound marketing as well. In our early days, we were doing a lot of inbound marketing for companies that, like I said, weren't necessarily the right fit. And we had limited success. And now we know better. And now we, we only take on clients we can really win at. Okay, so in determining which clients you can win at, you look for your vertical markets. Mm -hmm. Do you also choose by geolocation, or will you serve them anywhere in the world? Uh, we'll serve them anywhere in the country. We're U.S.-focused, so mm -hmm. our best fit is a client that is that the product or service they sell is national or global, and they're located within the U.S. That's really the, the sweet spot for us. We, we're not really set up to handle the intricacies of time zone differences or language barriers. We're not really a good fit for an international company if they're located elsewhere. But if they're in the U.S., they're, they're usually a good fit for us, Sounds as long as their customer base is national. Right. Sounds pretty wise to me. How about invoicing? Um, 
did you start with things like one-off projects way back in what would that be 97 96 96 yeah. okay did you start with one-off projects did you start with retainers when you opened your doors what did it look like and what does it look like today in terms of invoice oh night and day um, when we opened our doors we were just doing like you said one-off invoices we'd build a website for a thousand dollars and you know now there's just no way that would happen we you know we were just starting up we were just kind of reinvesting funds uh, we would bill hourly sometimes, not knowing any better. Um, fast forward 18 years with a lot of stuff in between happening, of course, but now we try to as much as possible do short-term or long-term retainers where it's a monthly basis where we have a process that we put in place and deliver that service on a consistent with a consistent process on a, on a short-term or long-term monthly retainer. Makes good sense. Okay, so um, a couple of things around... Uh, Again, that choosing the marketplace and then formulating the team um, around it. You said you have 11 people now. How does that divvy out into the different uh, sectors of, of who does what? Oh, I'm obsessed with team structure. We've, we've experimented with a lot of different variations. But right now, our best fit that we, we find works for us is a strategist who leads strategy and then a project manager who works in the project management context. And then we have... Uh, content support in the form of content developers. We have designers and developers as well that do code and, and Photoshop. But I love separating context. A lot of people try to kind of plug their project manager into the strategy role in addition to project management. And that kind of breaks down because you're, you're basically mixing two contexts together that are at odds. If you're very process-driven and very focused on detail and methodical work, you're not going to have the brain capacity or motivation to really be as creative as you could be. On the flip side, if you put someone who's um, creative in a project management role, they're going to get bogged down and not do that as well either because their brain should be focusing on big picture creative stuff and they can't be quite as innovative if they're stuck in, in details like that. That makes good sense. And um, that level of context keeps going down throughout your entire audience kind of, or your entire um, yeah. company. Yeah. I'm pretty obsessed yeah. with context. In fact, my plan is to eventually have everyone broken out into such a specific context that they can just be very, very good and focused on what they're doing. So uh, that includes finance, that includes, I have an executive assistant that, uh, she's actually a virtual assistant that does scheduling stuff. So I try to break out context as much as possible. Okay. Um, maybe tell us more a little bit about this concept of context. What does that mean to you in your business? And therefore you say, I'm breaking things out by context. Yeah, Explain sure. Explain that. Um, a context is being on the phone, writing a proposal, running errands in the car, um, you know, processing email very quickly. Those are all context. A context is something that you're doing in a given time frame. You're just taking an action. And so project management is one context because you're making quick decisions all day long and you're basically processing data. Uh, creative context is that may take, you know, two to three hours of whiteboarding, you know, to be in that context, you know, doing phone calls, that's a context. So if you have phone calls to make, I would sit down and do five or 10 phone calls all at once instead of spacing them out throughout the day because you're going to get them done quicker because you're kind of in the, in the zone, so to speak. Okay. So I think you took that from um, a time management book, right, that I think you mm -hmm. referenced uh, earlier today. You want to share that? Yeah. Getting things 
Things Done by David Allen. Uh, okay. Great book. A lot of really good nuggets in that book. Absolutely. I highly recommend picking it up. Yep, yep, absolutely. So a lot of folks actually have recommended that book, and I think that's kind of a uh, recurring theme yeah. among successful CEOs. Um, and then just before we take a break here, um, tell me a little bit about the attribute of somebody you would hire. Oh, that's, I'm not sure I could fit that into the time we have, but I'll, I'll maybe, Don't worry, maybe to we'll be continued. Continue <laughs> <laughs> great communicator is number one. So I'd like to expand on that when we come back from the break, but definitely someone who's a great communicator and someone who cares obsessively about the client. Okay. There's more to it, but that's really what I look at first. Okay. Um, well, we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk with Michael Moore about the concept of the process he has, which helps him to scale his corporation and make his team more efficient. This is Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music at CEO Coach. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention, like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short-branded, attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand, just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Life tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm sitting with Ann Kennedy and Michael. Uh, Michael, tell us a little bit now about the process that you described today and the conference that we saw you in, um, about how it is that you deliver services and what makes that much more efficient than simply kind of allowing folks to all jump in together. How does your system work? Sure. Uh, we talked before the break about working in context, and I think that's a big key. 
uh, we try to be as efficient as possible by making sure that everyone is kind of in the zone doing what they're doing without too many distractions or, or other outside influences to kind of pull them away. So again, with our project manager, for example, we want her spending pretty much 90% of her time processing data, communicating with clients, moving things along. As soon as she gets pulled into a creative role, she's going to get distracted and that's going to degrade the efficiency and the effectiveness of what she can do in project management. By the same token, someone creative, we don't want to pull them into details. We want our strategists to be very big picture, you know, in front of whiteboards, concepting stuff, uh, working with clients, brainstorming ideas. That's really where they're most efficient. And I think that's what's helped us scale a lot because a lot of other companies kind of mesh context together to try to save money because it looks very attractive to hire one person that can do three things because you're saying, well, I'm getting you know three for one because I'm saving money, hiring one person. They can do project management. They can do creative stuff. They can do sales. They can do office management. People kind of lump these job descriptions together. And we see it all day long with some of our clients too. They basically make their admin assistant their marketing director. And that is such a mistake because you're not going to be great at either one. I'd much rather have people that are great at their chosen context. And that really helps us scale because that puts systems in place that make us really, really efficient. Makes good sense. Before the break, we talked about attributes. Um, What would be the attributes of your strategist versus the attributes of your project manager, for example? That is a great question. A strategist is someone that inspires people to follow them and to uh, listen to their expertise, someone that commands the room, uh, someone that can generate and spark ideas. Uh, someone that, uh, in our case, does something like keyword research and topic ideas and generate um, campaigns, things that are just, like I said, just creative sparks that are just fun uh, content with heart behind it. That's really what what that person's good at. And then uh, the project management side, someone that is very detail-oriented, someone who's a high D and a high C is a great combination in the disk profile, Uh, someone who's very action-oriented and bold, but at the same time, really focused on the details. So our project manager is obsessed with process, obsessed with organization, great communicator, uh, someone who craves efficiency. That makes good sense. Um, so in terms of moving uh, through a client pitch, who owns that room and who moderates the room when you bring all these people to the table? That's a great question. It changes. Um, we don't obsess over the single point of contact uh, kind of idea that, that I've seen sometimes. We really approach our clients as a team. Uh, I'm in meetings along with our strategist, along with our project manager, along with our designer, along with our content developers. And based on what's happening in the conversation, different people will sometimes take the lead. So our strategist typically will take the lead when it comes to general strategy meetings, but I'll jump in. Uh, Our project manager will jump in a lot and uh, pick up the ball when it's something more appropriate for her to talk about. Our content developers are very involved. So whether good or bad, I think it's worked very well for us to not worry so much about that one magical person that controls everything. We ebb and flow as a team very well because we are such a small, tight-knit team that works very well for us, I think. Okay, so even as you scale to 11 or uh, so and you take some people to these meetings, you don't have the sense that you need to moderate I don't actually, no. I, I let uh, our strategist really take the lead and I'll jump in if I need to, but uh, it tends to flow very well without a specific action placed on moderation, so to speak. That sounds like a well-oiled machine. I hope so. <laughs> well, speaking of well-oiled machines and um, 
the size of your team, I am imagining that there must be tools that you rely on to, to there are. in this process. Can and um, some forms of automation, and I don't mean the automation that's the bad kind. I mean just things to make your your uh, lean and effective uh, team more productive. So, do you want to tell us about some of your favorite tools? Sure. Uh, we use Basecamp a lot. That's our primary project management tool. We're big Basecamp fans. It's simple, but it gets the job done. It's very easy to use. Uh, we also use uh, good old-fashioned spreadsheets for just mapping out our campaigns. That works pretty well. It's it's very uh, old-fashioned, but it works great. And then uh, for marketing automation, we use HubSpot. Uh, for building websites, we use the Acrosoft Freedom Content Management System. And we don't really want to learn a bunch of tools. We want to pick maybe five or six great tools that we're really good at and then repeat our processes on those tools and go really deep. I see a lot of agencies that they chase after the next shiny thing. Oh, here's a new tool. Here's a new tool. Oh, that looks cool. Let's try that. Let's have so-and-so experiment with that in her free time. That sounds good on paper, but it's not really effective when you want to go deep and build great processes and great deliverables as an agency. So, how long does it take you to kind of find those tools? How long did you research uh, Acrosoft, for example, for the Freedom Tool or a HubSpot for their tools? I researched HubSpot for a couple of years, I would say. That's not normal, but um, it was kind of a, a slow process getting ramped up and deciding what we were going to do with inbound marketing. Um, but when we got to the point when we were ready, it was pretty easy. I like to pick winners, so to speak. You know, it's kind of looking at um, Kindle versus Nook. Obviously, Kindle's the winner. You know, you want to pick the one where all the momentum is behind it, all the integrations are there, they play nicely mm -hmm. with everyone else. You know, we just find mm -hmm. tools um, for the most part, and we can kind of identify what looks like a winner. HubSpot, you know, a great marketing automation tool. Uh, Acrosoft Freedom, a very robust content management system. It's not for everybody, but we find a lot of value in it. We've gotten so good at it that we can deliver a website very efficiently and uh, in a very fast uh, almost error-free process on that system. So, uh, yeah, we keep the tools to a minimum. Um, we don't necessarily just go after the latest shiny things, and sometimes we'll decide on a tool quickly because it's obvious. Sometimes we'll take a little bit longer. just kind of depends. So with the tools and automation, so and you're actually spending some money, do you have a sense of how much you spend every month to keep all of these tools, you know, and, and to make use of them? And they're mostly subscription-based service. But yes. About how much do you spend? Well, for if you just take us as a company on what we used to market, uh, we spend probably, I think it's about 1400 a month on HubSpot, and then we spend uh, a couple hundred dollars a month on Freedom, uh, we spend um, $400 a month on GoToWebinar for our webinar license and our GoToMeeting license. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a few other bits and pieces in there, but that's kind of the general uh, So somewhere around so 2000 yeah, 2000 yeah. to 2200 or so on, that's what you're doing. and. Do you have the sense that this can um, expand your ability to have more clients, therefore, if, make it more efficient, or to sell at higher you know, rates, if you will, rather than you know, going for a smaller client, you're actually able to serve larger clients? And otherwise, you wouldn't do it, right? This is obviously financially viable for you to be spending $2,000 to $2,200 a month. And you say, and that brings me that much more. It is. To me, it's a no-brainer. And to a lot of people, it sounds like, a lot of money to spend, let's say 3000 a month, because it's probably more realistic that it's about three or so thousand a month we spend on marketing tools. And to me, it's a no-brainer, because I look at the investment I make, and it's X dollars per year, and then I look at how much business it helps us bring in. It's just so obvious. And so mm -hmm. I love working with clients that see that 
return on the investment. They, they don't look at the expense as a line item. They look at it saying, well, okay, if I invest this much and all goes well based on my best case scenario in this project or this process, you know, it's likely that I'll get, you know, 10 times the return. And to me, it's so obvious. It's, um, it's the way we want to run our business and the way we want our clients to look at their marketing investment as well. It sounds to me like one of the attributes of a successful client as well then. I think so, yes. This is Julian Music and Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. We're with Michael Reynolds talking about building an online uh, inbound marketing agency. We'll be back. Stay tuned. More on how to build your business on the web with the CEO Coach right after this. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report, your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. From Capitol Hill to the White House, the Courthouse to the State House, the FTC to the State Attorney General, the Cyber Law and Business Report, on demand anytime inside the Culture and Business Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. I'm Ann Kennedy here sitting with Jillian Music and Mike Reynolds of SpinWeb. And we have been talking about how to build a successful inbound marketing consultancy, which Mike has been doing for 18 years. And I have to say that's a... a as old as any of them and older than most. Indeed. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, almost not a teenager anymore. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> you get to have a big 20th, 20th celebration. <laughs> Obviously, in 18 years, you have um, 
learned a few things, uh, more than a few, I'm sure. You have uh, also built a very structured organization. So what do you think the, I I sense there are some primary guidelines in how you operate um, that, that, uh, I might even say values in how you run your business. So what are some of those primary guidelines that you, uh, you run your business on? Well, one big part of our culture is the fact that we're what's called a results-only work environment, or ROWE for short, R-O-W-E. Um, that means that we don't care when you work, where you work, how you work. We give you outcomes, and you decide how to meet those outcomes. So that has done wonders for our culture. We actually migrated about... Uh, Six years ago, I think 2008 was when we kind of made the the cultural shift. And since then, that's been a huge factor in our success. We attract the best talent. Um, People care about the company more than ever. They're invested in the success. They have freedom. They have their lives. And they don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, when to take time off or when to ask for permission for things. We treat them like adults. And so by giving outcomes to people, we're constantly pleasantly surprised with how creative they are in coming up with their own solutions. So I'm a really big fan of empowering people to make their own decisions and tell them what the end result is and then let them figure it out with help if they need it, of course, and coaching. But in general, they figure it out and that really elevates our, um, our success a lot more, I think. So that's a big part of it. And really we, uh, we operate like a, like a tight knit family. We care about collaborating, helping each other, no one's too busy to help someone else. We're always trying to find ways to you know, help other team members. Uh, but really that, that freedom and flexibility we have has is, is played a big part of our, in our culture. That sounds like an attribute as well, then, of a successful employee that you would hire for this willingness uh, to support others rather than just look at one's own uh, rice bowl, if you will, and this uh, enjoyment of being in a family-like environment. Um, so I would take it then that you wouldn't necessarily want to grow that large, uh, that this is working well and is very profitable in itself and everybody's uh, doing, you know, in a good space. That's actually a great way to describe it. I, I used to think that it would be cool to grow to 30, 40, 50 people and be this big fancy agency. And, mm-hmm. and now I look back and I realize that's not what it's all about. I'm more concerned with profitability, with serving the right clients and with taking care of my team. Those are my top priorities right now, and I'd rather stay small and accomplish those priorities than to grow to you know, 30, 40, 50 people. I'd rather stay the size we're at now or pretty close to it. So for all those listeners who think this would be a great place to work, you have to say, sorry, not expanding. <laughs> well, I will say we are growing. We're, we're probably going to hire one or two more people in the near future, but uh, we have no plans to have dramatic expansion. All right. All How about your hottest tips? Just a couple of tips that you give to any CEO, a hmm. tech CEO, or maybe even one in your space. Let's what see. Did, what was the really hard learned things that came after these 18 hmm. years? Let's see. I'll, I'll go with some of uh, our, our most interesting failures. Um, one failure is hanging on too long to serving a client that we aren't good at serving. So I would say get really, really good at and I got this advice from you, Jillian, specifically, and you kind of you know, kicked my brain in the right gear to make this happen. I knew it all along, but um, really learning how to gracefully disengage from a client that is, to put it bluntly, toxic to your company. And it may be not because they're a bad person, but it may just be because it's just not working. So making those decisions quickly and 
just as often as they need to be made is, is really critical to your success. The more you hang on to a toxic relationship in business, the slower you're going to, to move and the, the more detrimental it's going to be to your whole team. And your team will thank you for it if you, if you make that decision. Is that what happened, That's by exactly the way? exactly what yeah, happened. Because we met last year and you yes. said, yeah, I've got this thing. I said, you know what to do. Let them go. Yep. Right. And they were relieved. That's yes. a good start. Did yes. they also get much more productive? And were you able to fill at least as much income, if not more, very quickly? Absolutely. What happened there? Absolutely. Uh, they were relieved. They got more productive. Uh, this weight was lifted off our shoulders. Uh, we ended up getting more business to replace it and then some because we could focus on just being great at what we were doing and not putting out fires, so to speak. So, yeah, it was a little bit scary, but it was worth it. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty good. Thank you for your advice, Michael. And uh, thanks for being with us again today, Anne. This is Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, through iTunes, and, of course, through our mobile apps. Hope to see you next time. In the meantime, stop by at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Hit the like button so we know you're out there and listening. And certainly put down any ideas you've got for a new CEO Coach show. We'll answer your questions right here. Till next week, Ann Kennedy and Julian Musings. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.